side note, if you look at the popular pages on the Supernatural Wiki, right now Dean is not even in the top four. Hello, and welcome back to Super Hell, aka the Mystery Spotcast, a show where two recovering Supernatural fans subject themselves to a rewatch so no one else ever has to watch Supernatural again. Please, please keep that in mind. This is not so that you can watch it like alongside us. Do not watch it. We cannot stress this enough because you may think we're having fun in these first couple of seasons, but I promise you it gets so dark so fast. You need to trust me. Anyway, my name is Ollie. I use any pronouns and you can find me on social media at Ollie Fresh. That's fresh with a PH. And I'm Claudia. My pronouns are she, her, and you can find me at on social media at Kaludia says, K-A-L-U-D-I-A says. Um, today we continue our season three recap, otherwise known as the Castiel Countdown, because we will meet the gay little angel at the beginning of season four. Um, as we said in the previous episode, season three is a little shorter than normal, normal, uh, normal seasons because yeah. of the 2007 writer's strike. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like something, something history repeats itself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so solidarity with the WGA as we record all of these episodes, uh, we'll see how many of our episodes are recorded during the 2023 writer's strike. We'll have to see. Um, yeah. So far it's been quite a few. Yeah. It's been, it's they been should, a lot. They should get on that. Yeah. Also we're in a post Winchester's world. So <laughs> this is so sad. It's so dark. I just like worry about Jensen Ackles. What is he going to do with his life? No, literally. I, no, he's going to be cast as Batman in something, and I believe that in my soul. I, James Gunn, I'm calling you up on the phone. Cast Jensen Ackles as Batman. <laughs> Please. It Honestly, it, nothing can be worse than The Flash. <laughs> the fact that <laughs> Elemental beat The Flash this weekend. And you know what? Good for them. Good, good for them. Elemental. Sorry so that your marketing sucks ass. Seems like it's a pretty good movie from what I've heard. Like, to be fair, anything beating The Flash seems like it's not that hard. <laughs> yeah, I could probably beat The Flash if I released, like, the iMovies from my first <laughs> iPhone. Um, but yeah, um, today we're going to talk about episode 9 and 10 of season 3. And yippee! Huge spoiler alert. Both of these episodes really bang, um, which is wild because we're like, damn, oh, wow, they were really cooking sometimes on this show. Mm-hmm. They were really cooking, and they're not always cooking, but today, one could one could call it Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Like, they were cooking. Yeah. <laughs> That's like Guy original Fietti. from Claire. <laughs> Guy Fieri would eat this up. <laughs> Guy, Supernatural AU with Guy Fieri as Bobby. <laughs> Okay, Supernatural AU, where it's three brothers, Sam, Dean, and Guy. <laughs> they're actually just, they're going from different diners to try different things, but then, oh no, there's ghosts. Ugh, I love that. <laughs> they're like, I'm trying to eat a burger. <laughs> also, sorry, I'm sitting in my living room instead of at my desk today, so my cat is here. Peach is here with me. So if you hear her purring or meowing... I apologize in advance. She won't leave me alone. And I have a I have a one bedroom. So Peach? there's not a lot of places for her to go. Peach is Peach will be giving her thoughts today on Supernatural. Um let me let me see. Hold on. Peach. Peach. She's not oh. talking right now. Wow. I guess she really hates it. You know what? That's valid. <laughs> um <laughs> 
Our first episode today is called Malleus Maleficarum. And I'll just say this. I didn't think I remembered this episode. And then right at the, at the opening, I was like, oh, I remember this episode exactly. Um, I had like very, I had moments in this episode where like I remembered parts of it. But yeah. I was, I didn't remember the whole thing. And then suddenly something would happen. And I'd be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of season three and probably a lot of season four are going to be like that for me because I watched like I've rewatched the first like two seasons a lot. Yeah. Like the first three. Yeah. Season three, season four is when I've kind of like I've only watched those maybe once. Yeah. And and both of these episodes are very like they have some very like key procedural elements, but they're also very like plot of the season heavy like they they really they really put a lot in there they didn't have a lot of time they put a lot in there so um you think it's a monster of the week episode but it's not spoiler alert i know i say spoiler alert but the whole premise of this podcast is to spoil supernatural so (laughs) um anyways um so we have our traditional cold open all right um we have a woman named janet and uh her husband paul they're coming home from a party they're dressed really nice they come home they're like flirting they're whatever and she's like all right i'm gonna go to the bathroom she goes to the bathroom she goes to like brush her teeth or something and she like one of her teeth it's like it's like one of those dreams where your teeth start falling out like her teeth start to be like loose and they start falling out on her hands and it's like horrifying i will say there's there this is one of the episodes and we said this in the first two seasons that like this is one of those episodes where there are legitimately horrifying and gross things and you're like oh i forgot it's a horror show <laughs> yeah because i feel like i'm like i watched this show to see these two grown ass emotionally constipated men talk about their feelings i forget there's a plot sometimes <laughs> Um, no but it's so jacked up i'm also like can we please just stay out of black women's business yeah like so can we please stay out of black women's business yeah um the the woman janet she's a black woman and uh and the and she's the first she's like the first person you see in the in the opening and and at first you're just like you're like what what why are they doing this to her what's happening whatever and and Like, her teeth are just flying out of her head. Her, I mean, they're not. Teeth, they're falling out into her hands. Yeah, but. she's like she's like picking them out, whatever. And it literally feels like one of those dreams, right? As we'll see, it, the the web that the web that this episode weaves between all the people who who die is actually quite complicated. You're like, goddamn, this is why I, Dean even says it at one point. He's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh well, this is this one's not this is like oh this is a curveball <laughs> and you're like yeah we're, we're we're breaking the formula okay so uh just like janet's husband paul runs up the stairs because she starts screaming for him and he's like he's like okay i'll come help whatever and the door like slams closed and locks and she like falls to the ground and she's like bleeding out and she dies and he's like oh my god i can't i can't get in the door like what, what's happening um and she's like, and and then it's like supernatural. So like, she's the first one to die. And I feel like in the opening, do they have? Do they show? They they do. Okay, they they do show as she as the teeth are falling out of her mouth that there is someone you cannot see their face. Um, saying white woman words, moment though. Yeah, she was, you see so, like her mouth. Yeah, her mouth there's this chanting. Yeah, and I, we believe it's in Latin. Who can say it's supernatural? um chanting something and clearly doing like doing something to her from afar 
Um, spoiler alert, it's a witches episode. Witches are a complex and not consistent piece of world building <laughs> in the universe of Supernatural. What? Um, Supernatural it's... has something complex and inconsistent? That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and that it involves women? It's, okay. Anyways. Anyway, Janet, gone too soon. We miss you. Um, Rest in peace, Janet Dutton. You were too slay. They had to take you out. Janet, I know, Janet, the way that you had to go and the way that literally everyone fears in their worst dreams, it, it, unfair. Whoever wrote this, unfair. Anyways, um, in a truly a moment of, wow, Supernatural has a gift for everything kind of moment, we open on uh, Sam and Dean in now in the house interviewing the husband, Paul, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're from the CDC. <laughs> and he's like, haha, I know that pre-pandemic moment anyway <laughs> um and paul's like the police already came here and they're like okay well we're the cdc so <laughs> so get that fucking straight we're not yeah them. yeah and we will know, never back, be them back when america but be- you know believed the cdc um so <laughs> sorry did i get a little real sorry oh, um so Sam, Sam and Dean, they're interviewing whatever, and they're asking like the normal questions. And one of the normal questions they usually ask in like every episode is like, "Did the deceased have enemies?" And always, always the loved one will always ask like, "That's a weird question." Like, what do you mean? Did I have any enemies? And they're like, "Well, d- did anybody like have something out for her?" And he's like, "Do you think that she was poisoned?" And they're like, "I don't know. Do you like? Do you think someone might have done that?" And he's like, "No, like whatever." And then he's like, he kind of makes like a face. And he's like, no, like, not really. Um, yeah, he kind of, like, he kind of stutters a little bit. And it's like, hmm. Yeah. And, and Interesting. So, and he's talking to Dean. And Sam is searching around the house. And Sam finds a hex bag. Have we, have we been introduced to hex bags before in Supernatural yet? We've had, like, mention of them Okay. Yeah. To my knowledge, I don't think that we've ever had like a hex bag as a main, like as the main like thing. Yeah. I, I so, think we have, but I don't remember. You can't expect me to remember things about Supernatural. As soon as yeah. it's off my screen and we've talked about it on the podcast, it immediately leaves my mind. Yeah. Like, are we experts? No, we're not. We just talk, watch it and talk about it, and then it leaves the brain. So, yeah, that's part of the fun of this podcast. If you came here looking for experts or people who knew what they were talking about, you were sorely mistaken, my friend. <laughs> so Sam finds a hex bag, which... Hold on. <coughs> Why am I coughing? Jesus. Sam finds a hex bag, which is like... I don't know. In Supernatural, they always found them, like, stuck under, like, the corner of a table or in a mattress or something. And it's, I'm like, do they stick it there with, like, tape? Like, how does it, how does it sit there? Like, hot glue. (laughs) It's literally, it's very, like, okay. The world building here is, I have a lot of questions. Your, your concept of witchcraft is very interesting. Okay. Um, I, I get having certain things in parts of your house, whatever, but it's always, like, like, stuck on the underside of a table. And you're like, this had to be done with super glue. Like, I, I don't I don't understand. And then, like, Sam will just, like, take it down. And you're like, what the fuck? Um, I think this time, though, he finds it in, like, a, a shelf behind something or something. And you're like, he finds okay. it. He finds it underneath of the sink. Like, in the and little cabinet underneath the sink. 
and objectively it's a it is a crazy piece of world building because you're like that would mean that the person who has beef who wants to hurt this other person has to have gotten into the house and planted this in some place and have known where they were going to be and whatever because it's not always their house sometimes it's a car sometimes it's a hot a, a hotel room it's it's very this is for the plot of the show so women can do anything <laughs> women um they're walking out of the out of the house dean's like yeah paul the husband he's lying about something um and sam's like well yeah because i found a hex bag in the bathroom and he's like it's witches and then they start making jokes about witches um and this is where like they first (laughs) dean is really like dean is really like oh my god of course it's witches they're so creepy he's like like, dog you faced objectively creepier things he's like and I was like, maybe you just hate women, first of all. Mm-hmm. Like, can a woman have a hobby? That's what this episode is about. I was like, oh, so women can't have hobbies? God forbid like, women have hobbies, literally. Yeah. Like, God forbid. And But also objectively funny, because as the seasons progress, Sam himself basically becomes a witch. They just never say it. He's, He's doing a man, literally, though. Yeah. Men are allowed to have hobbies. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And there are male witches in Supernatural that we we do see them. They're like there's there's a brother and sister at one point. Like there are male. It gets to the point where Rowena, the most powerful witch of all, is training Sam <laughs> at one point. Like it's it's craziness. So when Dean's like, "Yeah, I really hate witches," you're like, "Oh, I have some terrible news." Also, you and Bobby and Sam, you do witchcraft all the time, all the time. Because in this episode, we're gonna get into the fact that some of the witchcraft does include working with demons, whatever. I'm like, you summon demons, you exercise them, you use a various uh, herbs to do various rituals of all kinds, depending on the monster, the fucking week. You you do it too. Also, this episode does establish that like working with witchcraft does involve like working with demons, and that's a whole part of the thing. I'm like, so you mean so you okay? So you have a problem with witches? However, you cannot tell me that your little exorcism incantation hmm. is not a spell is not hmm. witchcraft dog also like, they, everything they, you do <laughs> your all your they, sigils everything and they they never really get back into the fact that the witches like i guess some forms of obviously not every form of witchcraft and this is supernatural so if it's a non-western or christian connected form then they're like oh it's different and it's bad <sighs> okay it's supernatural okay um but you know what and we're we're being kind of shitty about it because like yeah it really this was a good episode and it's one of the it witchcraft is. is one of those things that like in supernatural especially if you need it to do a certain thing suddenly it can do that thing for the plot yeah. which yeah. you know i can't complain i feel like i feel like we as a society have engaged in almost the cinema sinsification of things the sinsification um, of witchcraft yeah <laughs> For those of you who don't know CinemaSins, listen, I'm like, Claudia, I'm explaining something. Um, (laughs) CinemaSins was a YouTube channel that would watch movies and they would have like a counter of everything that like didn't make sense in a movie, which at first was kind of like fun and novel. But then it was like everything that was made to like that the audience would just have to suspend their disbelief or like something that may not have made entirely perfect sense but it was for the sake of the plot or for the sake of a character etc would then be like added to this counter of things that are bad about this movie and I don't think that it was the original intent of the channel to do that but I think that that is how a lot of people interpreted it and now whenever we watch movies people are always looking for goofs and gaffes and like things that are not right that make it to oh this movie doesn't make sense blah 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 so 
in trying to unlearn that, I feel like I am a little bit more willing to give it some leeway and be like, does it make sense? No, it's fine. It's not a big deal. As long as it doesn't, it's not so off that it totally breaks my immersion. I'm like, whatever. Because witchcraft in this sense, luckily it doesn't, it doesn't break, especially in this episode, like it doesn't break your immersion enough to be like, now what the fuck is going on? Yeah. We're just talking shit because we love talking shit about Supernatural. Yeah, well, and the, um, in this scene also, Dean, not, he makes a Blair Witch Project, um, reference, which I was like, (laughs) he goes with the Blair Blair Bitch Project. Yeah. So what, we need to find the Blair Bitch Project? (laughs) (laughs) And and also he makes like a Martha Stewart reference at one point, whatever, and I'm like, great, so both of those things exist within the supernatural. My partner, Claire, was like, oh, so if Martha Stewart exists within this universe, does Snoop Dogg? And I was like, see, these are, we're asking the important questions, and I do believe he does. They Um, have to have referenced Snoop Dogg at some point, right? They must have. Yeah. Um, We'll be on the lookout for any Snoop Dogg references. Don't worry, guys, we will be your official counters for that. (laughs) We will look Um, out for it so you don't have to. I can't with this. Um, the other piece is that this episode is also a, a one of like, so what do you do when the monsters are people <laughs> kind of thing? Because witches, they're not monsters. They're just people doing magic, um, which yeah. they get into later. And you're like, oh, what are we going to do here? <laughs> um, so luckily they, they don't ca- have to worry for too long. Spoiler alert for the episode. Spoiler, this, the, here's the thing. Yeah, this episode kind of avoids the problem in an interesting way because they're like, okay, well, we have an, our overarching plot to get to. So like, it's fine. That moral quandary we'll deal with later. But it does come back later and we're being like, so what do we do about witches? Because they're just regular people. Um, <laughs> Awkward. Um, Then we cut to uh the most white picket fence sort of suburban houses whatever there's this one woman she's like working on her plants and her hedges and then she sees her neighbor pull into her driveway and she's like hey like how are you doing like you were in book club last night like is everything okay and this other woman like comes out of her car and she's like rushing and she has like groceries whatever she's like oh it's fine it's fine like i I was just really stressed i had a lot on my mind um you know it's it's totally fine sorry i forgot to i forgot to let you guys know um and, th- and she's like, okay, she's acting really weird. This woman, Amanda, goes inside her house and she opens up her oven and inside is like a roasted chicken that has been decaying. And it has like, uh, this part I had to look away because it was so gross. It has a content warning for gross shit and bugs. Um, not the bugs episode, no. <laughs> um, Don't but, remind me uh, of bugs. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's kind of like that, but worse. Um, she takes out this basically dec- decaying roasted chicken that has like maggots and shit in it. Um, and you're like, what the fuck is she gonna do with this? Um, and uh, she's clearly going to do something, and you're like, what is she gonna do? It cuts to Paul, the now widowed man from the beginning. Who is in his car, like, eating a burger alone, like, sadly listening to music. It's really sad. Yeah. Um, Especially because it's, like, Sam and Dean were like, that guy's shifty. And now he's like, my wife is dead. I'm just going to sit in my car and eat my cheeseburger alone. It's really sad. I know. I'm Um, like, oh, no. You're like, oh. "Oh." He's, like, eating his cheeseburger or whatever. And then it it cuts back to the the woman, Amanda. And she's kind of a little, she's a little nuts. And she's like, she's like. I don't know what what does she say she says i made this dinner for you 
Paul Dutton. <laughs> and you're going to eat it. And you're like, oh, oh, no. And so she casts a spell. Um, And then it cuts back to him. She 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 has this like chicken dinner that's covered with maggots and she says that thing that she says and then she stabs it and it's in the middle of like this altar like her table is covered with like yeah yeah yeah, which, yeah. stereotypically like witchcraft stuff and you're like oh shit and then it, it cuts back to him and he's eating his burger or whatever and you know you know it's about to be really bad and I I had to look away from the screen I was like oh I can't do this um. And he starts, like, he starts eating it again, whatever. And he's like, ew, like, there's something in it, whatever. And then there's, there's, there's maggots. There's maggots in his sandwich. And then he realizes it's in the food that's in his stomach. And it's bad. It's bad. It's gross. And he's about to die. And lo and behold. Yeah. He, like, Sam jumps and- out of his car. He's, like, choking. He's like, no, no, there's he's maggots like- in my burger. That's what I he mean, sounds be, like. That's not what he sounds fair, like. <laughs> I would have done the same thing. I think I would have passed out out of sheer fear. Um, <laughs> to be fair, um, but like he's like he's like about to die and he's like choking and whatever. And of course, Sam and Dean have been creeps and they've been they've been tailing this guy this whole time. And Sam and Dean show up and they save him and they, um, they're like shit. There's got to be a hex bag in the car. So like. Dean is trying to help him. Sam is, like, rummaging through the car, finds a hex bag in the car, and burns it. And then the guy is is freed, and he's okay. And they're like, um, and they're like, hey, are you okay? It flashes to Amanda, who's like, um, what what happened to the spell? What, what happened to the spell? What happened? Yeah, because and... her, like, her chicken dinner, like, bursts into flames, like the fuck yeah. up one. Yeah, and, and, and then, and so, and then they're like, hey, Paul, like, you would be dead if we weren't following you, whatever. We know you were lying. Um, like, okay. Who has it out for you? Somebody has it out for you, clearly. Not just your wife. Like, who has it out for you? And he's like, okay, so... I had a short affair. And it, I ended Man. it. He had, like, a beautiful wife. Also, in the beginning, like, they were flirty and whatever. I'm like, he has the hottest wife. And you're going to be yeah. a cheater? Fuck you, Paul. You know what, Paul? You kind of deserved it. And you should have died instead of your wife. Anyway. <laughs> wow. A hard stance. <laughs> I took a hard stance today. Hard oh. stance on Paul tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Your wife shouldn't have had to die because you're an, an asshole. Anyway. Oh, yeah. I'm not arguing. I agree. <laughs> we, we are in lockstep on this. Yeah, so so there, he's like, I, he's like, I had a short affair, but then like she ended up being kind of weird and crazy, and so I ended it really fast, uh, and that was like all, like a little bit ago, whatever. And they were like, what was her name? What was her name? And it flashes to now Amanda is doing even more stereotypical witchcraft, one might say. Um, it's it's full like. Oh, what is that? It's full the craft. It is full the craft, okay, in that room. And she's like, oh, my God, like, something happened, whatever. And she's she's reciting in Latin at this point, And you're like, is she summoning a demon? I know, as an intellectual, I'm like, is she summoning a demon? Like, what's happening? Kind of thing, whatever. And something goes wrong. Um, content warning for uh, self-harm. Um, but, uh... Something goes really, really wrong, and um, a mysterious, like, invisible force starts, like, cutting her wrists, and she bleeds out and dies. And she has no idea why, and she yeah. just fucking keels over. 
it's like um, three three vertical like cuts on both of her wrists yeah it's and it's 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 quite bad and um this is at the same time that Paul's like, yeah, surprise, um, I had an affair, whatever. Um, literally right after that, Sam and Dean are like, all right, let's, let's go to her house. Let's find her, whatever. She has just died. They break into her house and they're like, this is when Dean is like, oh, a plot twist, I guess. She's already dead. And he's like, so what happened here? And Dean's like, okay, well, clearly she wasn't like well in the head. So maybe she just kind of killed them and then went for herself um and sam's like eh, i don't think so because look plot twist once again i have found another hex bag that's right we've got coven beef um <laughs> he has found the girls another are hex- fighting <laughs> the girls are fighting um you know and, and the girls the girls are fighting and he's he's like oh, i found another hex back and they're like they're like witch on witch crime like they make all these jokes whatever and they're like what they're like oh we must be dealing with a coven right and so we cut to uh her neighbors who are tammy elizabeth and renee and um one of which being the girl who like greeted her at the beginning of the episode who was like yeah oh my gosh hey girly are you okay and she was like oh my gosh yeah sorry i was busy i couldn't come to book club yeah and so one of their husbands is now leaving the house and the rest of them are gathered for book club and they're like all right like bye whatever and they're like oh like you didn't tell them and they're like no 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 like we have more to do whatever and uh which one is the one who's like kind of one of them is quite shaken. The the one who I think noticed that's Elizabeth. that, yeah, like so. One of them, she Elizabeth, I think she notices that. Um, she's like she's like really shaken. She's like okay, so okay, so two people have died. Uh, this is not it's not good. Two people have died, and Paul almost died. Like what? This is not good. Whatever. And they're like, well, we can't stop. Renee like, specifically is like, Ren- yeah. She's like, Renee- well, it- she's like, well, yeah. Amanda probably killed Janet. But she's gone she's now. Off her rocker. <laughs> she was crazy. We just need to move on. Yeah, and they were like, and they're like, listen, we have an hour until my husband gets back from fantasy football, and you're like, yeah, yeah, it's the two suburban Amer- white American genders, um, fantasy football, and witchcraft book club. <laughs> and here's here's also what I will say: this episode is really playing into the like, um white women doing uh doing wicca and shit that they don't understand of the early 2000s because they basically imply that like they bought a book at one point and then they just started doing shit and then it started working um which kind of happens in another episode with witchcraft i think as well and i'm like that's so funny that is so funny to me um and so they're like okay okay fine like let's get to it whatever and they, like, sit down, they start holding hands, they start chanting in Latin, whatever, and their chanting is like, oh, that we serve a certain dark master. And you're like, this is getting a little, a lot like demon worship. Hmm, what's happening here? That, spoiler alert, that's on purpose. Um, so, the next day, uh, Elizabeth, the one who was out and who's noticed all these different things, she is out tending to her plants again. And Sam and Dean walk up. They're pretending to be agents of some kind. And Sam, again, Sam and his witchy era 
introduces himself and is like, oh, wow, you must really have a green thumb to get these herbs to grow out of season. And I was like, number, I was like, is he a witch or is he neurodivergent? Maybe both. Who knows? Um, or he just researched that. Like, I'm like, King. All right. Um, I'm like, uh, Sam literally, Sam literally is a witch in this fucking show. Anyway, so he and she's like kind of visibly shaken. She's like, oh, who are you guys? Whatever. And then the two other neighbors, the two other women, Tammy and um, Renee, show up to like stand beside her. And they're like, oh, sorry. Like, she's just really shaken up, you know. Because, like, people have died and that kind of thing. And, and you know, she's just been really, it's just been really hard and whatever. And they're like, uh-huh, sure. And they try to question them. And they're like, okay, clearly. And they're, and they're like, okay, so you guys have a book club? And they're like, okay, clearly this is, clearly this is the coven. I, I, I guess they just have it from this weird conversation. And also where Renee gets really, like, she gets really dramatic with it. She's 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 really she's really she's she's i don't know what she's she's giving but she's very like she's very much like oh well unfortunately i don't think we're gonna be answering any questions today because we're just not feeling good we're just really sad about our friend she is like head of the pta like she's Mm -hmm. (laughs) she's she's giving a lot of that whatever and and dean's like oh okay um And so they go back, they go back to, sorry, they go back to the motel and they start researching these women and they find out, of course, all of them have had a couple pretty public successes. Like their husbands have had promotions or they've won, um, they've won, um, like sweepstakes for vacations or whatever, which the women have had mentioned in a previous conversation, all these kinds of things. And Sam... (laughs) In another moment of, hmm, maybe what came back wasn't all Sam. Sam is like, oh, so we're going to have to, we're going to have to take care of them. And, and Dean's like, like, take, take care of them, take care of them. Like, like, what do you, like, what do you mean? Like, kill them. He's like, they're people, they're humans, they're not monsters. And Sam's like, they're killing people, Dean. And he's like, "Uh, okay, I mean, if that's what you want, that's fine. Then let's burn a witch. (laughs) I love how Dean is like, okay. You're no, like, he's really like, I'm like, sir, you need to have more moral objection to this, but okay. I'm like, you know what? God forbid a woman have a hobby. Like, Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's because they're two misogynistic assholes. Yeah. And and it's, Sam's like, yeah, so we have to kill them, right? And he's like, uh-huh. And you're like, whoa. Jesus. Um, But Dean is like clearly a little shaken that like Sam did not even fucking question it. Didn't even question it. And you're like, uh-oh, something's wrong here. Um... So, um, they get in their car. They're like, all right, let's start driving, love. And there is a woman standing in the middle of the road, a blonde-haired woman. And they're like, skirt to a stop. They get out. Who is it? It's Ruby, everybody. Congratulations. This is an episode that has to do with the overarching plot of the season. Uh, they get out of the car. Dean is like pulling out the colt. He's like, I'm about to kill you, whatever. She's like, Sam, you need to turn around. You need to leave. And you need to go you need to whatever and seems like why like what are you talking about whatever and dean's like and why don't i fucking kill you also a lot of like bitch whore words being said you're like all right yeah and the sexism has entered the chat they're like like a lot <laughs> like even like 
there's a part later where Ruby is like, witches are whores. It's like, yeah. whoa. whoa. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And okay, written by her, a man. Given her backstory, you're like, whoa. Okay, Jesus. And you're like, damn. They really said the Salem witch trials were right, I guess. They're, the girls are fighting. The girls are fighting. And Ruby's like, hey, dipshit. Um, she's like, who do you think is giving these witches the, their power? You think they just got it for free? She's like, no, they've been doing really powerful stuff because they sold themselves to a demon. And there's a demon in this town who is coming for you and you need to leave. And Sam's like, um, and Dean's like, and why would you tell us the truth? And why should I trust you? And he's like, and we can handle that. And she's like, you're so fucking stupid. And Dean goes to shoot her with the cult and Sam moves his arm out of the way and then she disappears. Uh, so the girls are fighting. The girls are fighting. Um, yeah, Dean is very much being like, and why would I trust? Like, I don't trust you. Like, he's very explicitly like, no, Sam, why would you listen to her? What is wrong with you? Are you like a fucking idiot or something? Yeah, he's he's demon phobic, actually. He's in his bigoted era. So <laughs> as, as Ruby says later. <laughs> um, and uh, they go back to the motel and Dean's like, hey concerned like usually you would be like concerned and you would be the one fighting with me that we're gonna like kill a regular person but you have not really fought me on that and sam's like you're mad that i agree with you about something and he's like i don't know it's just like a little off and the, the com this conversation you're like oh it's like getting kicked kicked in the chest a little bit because mm-hmm. it's really dark <laughs> Wow, it's so dark because Sam's like, Sam just kind of looks at him and he's like, so, I mean, I have to get used to the fact that you're going to be gone and I'm going to be left alone fighting a war. And, um, Dean's like, uh, and then Sam's like, and he's like, and I have to prepare myself. And the only way I can do that is to become more like you. And you're like, (gasps) oh, and like the fact that he thinks becoming more like Dean is being okay with just killing people is like, whoa. Especially paired with what happens in the next episode, you're like, holy God, we're no, shaking the table. It's such a hater move too, especially considering how the last two episodes were so like, fuck John Winchester, fuck how he like treated these boys. And now Sam's like, yeah, you're like a ruthless killer, right? He's like, yeah. yeah I mean, that's what dad wanted us to be. And that that's what you are. So that's what I should be. And like Dean's whole thing is that he's like, I don't want Sam to be like me. Like, what, what what, dad created me to be, whatever. So, you know, it's like being kicked in the chest to watch. You're like, holy shit. Um, you don't have time to dwell on that, though. Because Dean starts coughing and vomiting up blood. Um, and he's like, I feel bad. <laughs> yeah, no. He's like, he's like, um, he's like, hey, um, Sam. Oh, and Sam's like, are you okay? And he's like, oh, no. I don't. <laughs> he, he's got IBS. <laughs> Yeah, they do this all this whole thing. They think something's wrong, but he's like, oh, actually, sorry. I was just horribly shitting myself. I just shit my pants. <laughs> Sammy, I shit my pants. <laughs> um, and so Sam starts, like, ripping through the, through the, the, the room. And it's like, I gotta find the hex bag. I gotta find the hex bag. He can't find it. So he decides, I'm gonna leave Dean here choking to death. Get in the car and go... Find the women and tr- and threaten them to stop doing the doing the thing. And I'm like, again, that's got to take a significant amount of time. You, Dean's just going to 
You're just going to expect that Dean survives the whole time? Um, Sam, in a moment of college-educated brilliance, is like, I can take 30 <laughs> minutes to go to these bitches' house. Like, I guess. And I guess he just knows that they're all meeting there for book club. I don't know. Um, and he bursts into their house as they're doing it. And he's, he points the colt at the three of them. He's like, stop the spell. I know what you're fucking doing. I know what you're doing. Stop. And they, they, they stop, whatever. And they're like, I don't, they're like, we were trying to get a better mortgage rate. Like, what are you talking about? And object. And they're like, and he's like, and they're like, you know, we got a book and we started doing this thing. Like, we didn't mean for any of this to happen. Whatever. He's like, I don't believe you. Stop what you're doing. I know you're trying to kill Dean. Whether they're like, no, we're not. Like, what, what are you talking about? And he's like, you have five seconds. And you're like, whoa, Sam pump the brakes like what is going on and um in the middle of this the door to the motel room is open dean is choking ruby walks in it's like fine i'll do it myself she like pours some sort of liquid into dean's mouth so that he survives again we don't know what the fuck it is and he survives and she saves him and it cuts back to um it cuts back to sam well, you missed you missed this fun part. Oh, he says. Oh, he says. He says, "What was that?" And she goes, "It's witchcraft short bus." Yeah, and Dee's so like, th- "You're the sh- short bus." I was Ugh, like, short. "I'm like, guys, can we please be better than this?" This is like the the network version of the, then not being able to say the R word. Like, like much like how earlier we said, like I think they he would have called her a cunt if he could have like he couldn't call her the uh, like they couldn't call each other the r word so they said short bus i was like jesus like can we chill like ruby's from another time (laughs) not ruby's from another time so why would she know what a bus is (laughs) well (laughs) listen much like supernatural you can't ask me to make sense (laughs) you're just like okay and why and why are we getting like this damn okay we go back to Sam, who's about to, like, murk a bitch. And then he's like, all right, which one of you did it? And he's like, I think whatever. And he's like, you know what? He's like, I don't think it's you. And I don't think it's you. And he's like, I think it's Tammy. Because the other two of you have had quite the windfall lately. But Tammy hasn't really gotten anything anything specific. No money, no this, no that. Because she has been getting something else. He's like, tell us the truth, Tammy. Um, and Tammy's like, no, 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 no. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I just wanted to join the book club, blah, 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 blah. And, um, and then she's like, ugh, fine. You got me. And her eyes turn black. And she's a demon. And the rest of the, t- the other two women are like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, and she's like, yeah, like, all I needed to do was, like, bring a little book to your book club. And I... And I, um, I got you guys. And she starts dropping lore. Like, this is a lore drop fucking episode, if I can, like, remember everything, whatever. Sam tries to shoot her with the cold. She stops it midair, fucking Matrix style. You're like, whoa. Jesus. Okay, if Azazel couldn't do that, like, damn, all right. Um, and pins him to the wall, and he's like, okay, fuck, I may have fucked up a little bit. Um... And the two other, the two women are like, um, what are you going to do? Whatever. And she's like, oh, like you, you guys, you guys like sold your soul to me and you didn't realize whatever. And, um, one of the women is like, oh, like this can't be real. This isn't you. Whatever. She snaps her neck, 
Um, not and, the not uh, not Elizabeth, who was the one who like Renee. Felt, no, yeah, Elizabeth was the one who was like freaking out. Elizabeth is the one who is still alive, alive. but she's like freaking out and crying. She's like, oh my god, this cannot be happening. She's like, what is happening to you? Whatever. And she's like, oh, you thought you were manifesting? You thought it was the secret? <laughs> Some of these references are very funny. She's like, she's like, no, you guys knew what you were doing. Like, you you sold your soul to me. Like, that's the whole point. And she's like, no, no, no. Like, we didn't know. She's like, yes, you did. And you summoned me, a demon. And like, what did you think you were doing? Like, just playing with a Ouija board? Like, what, what do you think you were doing? And you're like, damn, they really, they played with fire and they fucked up. Um... And in the middle of this, oh, this part is very. <laughs> this part was crazy. It like came out of nowhere. I was this, like, whoa, this, whoa. This episode goes to so many places. So, uh, <laughs> um, suddenly, uh, suddenly Ruby appears in the door with, with Dean. And you're like, all right. So they clearly, they planned something to come in. And Ruby has her hands up. And she's like, please take me back, whatever. And then she starts flirting with Tammy. <laughs> no, she's like, please take me back. That's why I brought the Winchesters to you. Is that I I want to serve you. I want you. I've and missed you're like, you. Whoa, whoa. No. And Sam and Dean like look at each other and this demon is like pressed Dean up against the wall and Sam like they're both pinned to the wall and they're like looking at each other like bitch what <laughs> Dean, well Dean's like Dean ma- like whispers to Sam and he's like it, like it's all for show whatever but then they start they start like flirting and 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 Dean's like the fuck <laughs> um it's, it's Dean has never thought about the concept of lesbians well he, he thought about it in, in he has of, in terms of porn he has but he's like wait Women can form they... meaningful relationships without men. Men can't do that, right? <laughs> Say psych right now. Men can't form. He's like, oh, <laughs> the table. It may be shaking. <laughs> he, no, I'm telling you, the the little the we, the conversation with Bella, and then this moment, it, like it cracks something. <laughs> no, Dean's all okay. downhill from there. Dean's gay awakening, being seeing lesbians and being like, <laughs> wait a minute, can guys do that? No, because really, what if we kissed and we're both boys? No, literally, because I like I have a a childhood family friend who she's a lesbian. She didn't realize she was a lesbian until she was middle aged. She watched Brokeback Mountain and then was like, "Wait, I'm gay." Like it can happen the other way. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Like that's the power of Heath Ledger. Anyway, R.I.P. King. Uh, So yeah, like, and it's also very like okay. There's this joke. I don't know if you have heard it online of like. You know when there's two straight actresses and they make them play gay and you can really tell? Yeah. <laughs> That's what this so was giving. Much. It was like it, it was, was like you guys are trying so hard to be homoerotic and it's almost cute. But I was like, in what world are two sapphic women gonna talk to each other like this? Well, to be fair, it was also written by a man, but like it was it was it was quite funny. It was quite funny. Um and you're just like you're like uh, this is not giving gay in a fun way. This is just gay in a what the fuck kind of way. Um, and it's like, what if we were two girls and whatever. And then Tammy immediately like sees through this whatever. And she's like, bye, bitch. And she like pulls out their knife. And then the girls start fighting. Like, and not in a homoerotic way. And also they're both wearing like the typical supernatural girl outfit, which is like uh, bell bottom or boot cut jeans of the of the 2000s. 
uh, some sort of Henley top with a <laughs> with a short jacket of some kind. And Ruby has really long blonde hair, and Tammy has like suburban mom haircut. Um, you're like, wow, wow, the early 2000s have entered the chat. Oh, well, this would be the late 2000s have entered the chat. Um, it is, it is wild. Um, so they are, they are like, like she throws, she throws Ruby into a TV. Like it's shit is crazy. And the rest of them are like, oh, shit. Um, eventually Ruby gets her ass beat to the ground and Tammy's like above her and, Tammy's like calling her like a they're calling each other like a bitch and a whore and stuff. You're like, whoa, okay, Jesus. Um, and Tammy's like, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if she just like does it to taunt her, or whatever. But basically, she reveals that like, like yeah, like Ruby, is this just like you know when when you were a human and you were a witch who sold yourself to me, um, as a demon, made the same mistake kind of deal and see how that see how that shakes out for you yeah she's like oh you didn't want your friends to know that you were a witch and that you served me back in the uh, back when you were still alive as a human and to be fair i don't think dean would really care she's already a demon so if she's also a witch i don't, I don't think that i don't think that on top i don't think i would care it, you know it's okay she's like oh i didn't want them to know all right well she's already a demon like to be fair that was just ruby didn't say that she didn't want them to know this woman was doing a lot of guesswork tammy was just kind of she was just kind of performing she was just kind of vibing um and uh tammy's about to kill ruby and elizabeth the the other witch um has been ignored this whole time She's sitting in the corner and she's doing a spell and um clothespins fall out of Tammy's throat. It's disgusting. Um and Tammy's like, oh what the fuck? And then like reaches out her hand and, and kills Elizabeth, who, you know what? Gone too soon. She killed it. Went out like a um, girl boss. No, literally. She was the only real witch around. Um But she's a hundred percent that witch. Oh, was that you're too done. millennial? You're you're done. You're done. Uh, yeah, I'm canceling you. Um, Tammy. So Tammy does kill her, but she's distracted enough that Dean is able to swoop in, grab Ruby's knife, which is the the demon knife, and kill her. And he stabs her like like thirty times. It's it's crazy. He stabs her a bunch and kills her. And I don't know if this is the first time he's ever used the demon knife. Um, I'm pretty sure but, it is. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, I guess we don't care about the person that she, that she possessed. Oh, well. Um, uh, they're winning or whatever, and Ruby's like, Ruby's like, all right, I'll handle this. You guys leave, whatever. And Dean is, like, carrying Sam out, and, and she's like, her eyes turn black, and she's like, go, I'll deal with it. And they're like, okay, clearly we're not going to talk about how you used to be a witch. We'll, uh, we'll leave. All right, let's go. It cuts to this scene that I forgot happened that is so, like, important to the lore building that I was like, damn, they kind of cooked with this. Um, Dean is outside the motel. He's, like, getting something from the vending machine. And the lights start to flicker in the way of, like, when there is a ghost or a demon around. And he knows that a demon has shown up. He turns around and Ruby steps out of the shadows. And 
she's like, you know I can't save you from hell, right? And and you can't save yourself either. And he's like, yeah. So, like, why, why did you tell my brother that you could? And she's like, so that he could get past the fact that, like, I'm a demon. Um, And he's like, and and he's like, okay, well, that's kind of a big thing to get across. And she's like, so you know you figured out by now that, like, all demons were humans once. Like, they, like, we were humans once. And, like, being in hell, like, it, like, strips away your identity. And the torture, like, makes you into one of us. Right? And you could, you could see the dawning realization on Dean's face. Um, and she's like, and, and, and you can't escape it. And that's what you become. And he's like, so you're saying, like, every demon. She's like, yeah. At least all the ones I know. And that I've met. Used to be humans. Um, human souls. So the same's gonna happen to you, obviously. Um, and you can't escape it. And I, I don't know what to tell you. They make a little joke. I think, what, did they make a joke about Hellraiser? I want to say. Yeah, she's like, you have no idea what the horrors are like down there, how terrible it is, how it strips you of your humanity. He's like, yeah, I've seen Hellraiser. I get it. Clearly being very, like, blasé about it in a way to deflect from the fact that he's clearly fucking terrified. Yeah, and she's like, actually, they kind of got it right with that, except for there wasn't as much leather. <laughs> and you're like, okay. <laughs> um, And so he's like, okay, so, like, so why, why are you here? Why are you trying to help Sam? Whatever. And she's like, because the whole reason that I, you know, I'm trying to tell him that and, like, get him to trust me is because I'm trying to help him prepare to fight like all the demons like once you're gone like he needs help preparing and like clearly you guys are on the right track but he needs help and dean is like well why do you want us the humans to win like why do you care and she's like because i remember what it's like to be human i don't know why she has this really interesting line she's like i don't know why i wish she's like i wish i didn't like i wish i i wish i was more like the other demons but i'm different from them She's like, I'm not like other girls. <laughs> she literally, I'm, I'm not, not like other girls. girls. I remember what it's like to have my humanity. <laughs> um, she's like, I, I remember what it was like to be human, and I want people to survive. I feel like it's kind of implied that like she doesn't want more demons to exist, like more people to be turned into demons. Um, because I think what's implied in this episode is that she like she was kind of tricked into becoming a demon, right? Like, she swore herself in a, in a coven. Like, she swore herself to a demon as a witch, whatever. And, like, you know, she was kind of, she was kind of tricked into it. Kind of, kind of a deal, whatever. And so I think yeah. that's, that's personal for her. Um, this scene is absolutely wild. And then the episode ends, like, on that, on that crazy conversation. And you're just supposed to sit there and be like, yeah, Dean now has to sit with the fact that he's like, and I'm going to become one of them. One of the things that I, that killed my mother. And that I hate. Um, that's gonna go well in the psyche, isn't it? This episode <laughs> is so fucked up. It's so good, though, is the thing. Like, it's a really good episode. The pacing is very well done. Yeah. And the story is, like, just deep enough. Yeah. Um, like, it's still very Monster of the Week. But what I think is a good, a, a hallmark of a good episode of Supernatural and of any procedural is when you're invested yeah. in what the actual story, like, the actual crime or the thing they're hunting is. Like, yeah, the witches themselves were interesting enough um, 
in conjunction with the rest of the plot. Yeah. Oh, also, I completely forgot to say, the, like, the next main villain is alluded to. She is not mentioned, but she's alluded to. And that, um, I forgot to say this part, that, um, when the, the demon possessing Tammy is talking to Sam, she's, um, Sam's like, well, don't you guys need me? Like, aren't I supposed to be the Antichrist or some shit? And she's like, yeah, not all of us believe that you're the Messiah. Sorry. Um, we don't really need you. And there's a new leader rising in the West who really has the right ideas. And I'm going to roll with them. So not nothing personal. I got to kill you first, though, because she's really interested in you and she needs you to go. And do, oh, does she say she? I think she says they. Um, I don't recall. It's a she because you know what? This episode, God forbid women have a hobby. That's what this episode is about. That um, should have been the title. Yeah, really. Um, apparently before it aired, this episode was initially titled Witch Hunt. And it was supposed to feature a demon framing a group of innocent women as witches to have them murdered. Because, But this it was dropped because it was too similar to the plot of Sin City. Um, and also, the title Malleus Maleficarum means uh, Hammer of Witches is the title of a book first published in 1486, which served as the Inquisitor's how-to manual of identifying and destroying witches during the Inquisition. I didn't know that. Actually, I may have. Known I'm that, sure you must that. have them. Uh, it's it's like very. <laughs> if you know anything about witches, yeah. Um, this episode is widely regarded as a spoof of the TV series Charmed. Is it? Yeah. I, I, I guess. Mean, um, it's because the witches have a thing called the Book of Shadows, just like the Charmed ones in Charmed. Oh, okay. Um, interesting. Uh, and in, uh, Interesting. In the German dub of, of the episode, it features the witches being voiced by the same voice actresses who voiced the charm, Charmed lead protagonists. Oh, that's the, fun. You know, so... Um, that's a fun little okay. moment. That's okay. When, that's like actually an Easter egg. Yeah. When Amanda flips through her book in a panic after failing to kill Paul, some of the text is in Irish. Um, a lot of it seems to be taken from the Irish translation of the Lord's Prayer. Um, Girl, <laughs> wording, what are we doing? <laughs> although the wording has been altered quite a bit in some of the lines. That's fucking hilarious. Um uh sam's research folder on the coven includes a copy of the sherwood community newspaper seen as he and dean travel in the apologist after meeting them in which a piece about renee van allen is featured in a section titled craft corner with liz goldwin liz goldwin was an assistant art director on supernatural um and there's there, you know there's so many there's so many uh actually i will say the cuntiest part of this episode was when they had i put a spell on you play I was like, all right, you know what? Yeah, they I had to do it to him. When, um, when, um, what's his face? <laughs> Paul was eating his sad little burger. He was listening to some, like, Doobie Brothers or something on the radio. And then yeah. I put a spell on you, starts playing really loud. And he's like, uh, that's weird. And then he starts, you know, choking on his maggot covered sandwich. Yeah. And I was like, all right, you know what? That's kind of fun. You know what? I would do the same thing. Yeah, you kind of got my ass on that one. They kind of um, got me. 
damn, it's a good episode. And it also, was a good episode. It leads really well, in, psychologically for Dean, it leads really well into the next episode. Oh, God, the next episode. Okay. <laughs> this one, another good episode, but again, it's just kind of like, it's very emotional. The emotional stakes of this one? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. So, speaking of the next episode, which is season three, episode 10, Dream a Little Dream of Me. So, maybe get an idea of what what sort of thing might be happening. There may be some dreams involved. Woo. Shout out to uh, Ada's, Ada's Dreamwalker son, from uh, the Winchesters. I remember you and I respect you, King. Because I was thinking about you the whole time. <laughs> if he had been on their team, none of this would have happened. Exactly. Also, if Ada had been there for the witchcraft episode, none of that would have happened. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Let's jump right into it. Are we ready? Let's go. Anyway. This episode starts. And we see Bobby everyone's best friend bobby bobby singer in case you didn't it's know it's a bobby it's a bobby episode so it's immediately a hit immediately, immediately a, hit. a hit like bobby's like walking around this old house and he looks like prepared to fight and also i had this playing on 1.5 speed and it was going so fast it was really funny <laughs> <laughs> um but um bobby is like snooping around this house that looks kind of familiar to me, at least, immediately, I was like, this is a familiar house. Um, and then they, this... they film a lot of things on the same sets. A lot yeah. of things. Well, yeah, but this one actually was familiar, as we'll find out later. Um, but as he's looking around, this woman who's wearing, like, a white kind of nightgown jumps at him and, like, tackles him to the floor and they start fighting. And we see a bunch of flashes of them fighting. And then we cut and we see a maid entering a hotel room. And she goes in and Bobby is asleep in the bed. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. Sir? Hello? And she walks over and tries to shake him and he doesn't wake up. And she's like, oh, my God, help, help. And we see Bobby's face and he's just like non-responsive. And then we see the title, Supernatural. So we're off to a banging start, guys. I will say this show... They keep whoever makes white nightgowns, uh, they keep them in business. <laughs> because every time there is a sad dead woman in this show, she's going to be wearing a fucking lacy white nightgown. Like, Even when she's not dead. Like, we've had episodes, like those episodes with the gin. Yeah. Where there were, like, the girls that the gin had, like, that Dean was seeing yeah. in his dream. Like, they were all wearing white nightgowns. I don't. I have so many questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, we cut. Sam is, like, in a bar drinking, like, whiskey, like, hard, like, dark liquor he's drinking. And Dean walks in, and he's like, hey, Sam, are you drinking? And Sam's like, yeah, I can, like, I can get drunk. Like, whatever. I, you, get, you get sloshed and then hit on girls all the time. How come I can't do it? And Dean's like, yeah, it's two in the afternoon. Like, and plus, there are slim pickings here. Because there's okay. no pretty sexy girls, I guess, in Dean's eyes. There is a young woman there, and I'm like, fuck you guys for implying she's ugly. Yeah, also, it was like, she has, like, pink or, like, red hair. Or, she's like, like, it's like magenta like, hair. Yeah, she has, like, 
like like dyed hair whatever and she it's i wouldn't say she's like fat she's just not like rail thin for 2007 Mm -hmm. and she's like the only woman around because it's 2 p.m at a dive bar Mm -hmm. um and Dean like looks around and he like he sees he sees some pink hair with pronouns and he's like it's slim pickings and I'm like whoa all right homophobe mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean I guess that would be slim pickings then because <laughs> she's not into she, men. there's no way but um <laughs> regardless it's also just because it's a very empty bar because it's the middle of the day and but Sam's like yeah I can drink whatever I can drink and and Dean is like dude you're drunk. So he sits down with Sam and he also orders whiskey and he starts drinking. And he's like, come on, talk to me. What's wrong? And Sam's like, yeah, well, I'm upset because I can't. I've been trying to save you. And I just like, I don't know if I can. At this point, I don't even know if Ruby can, which is funny because Ruby in the last episode literally told Dean that nothing can actually save him and she can't save him either. But Sam doesn't know that. So Sam's just like, yeah, I don't know if Ruby can even save you at this point. And Dean's like, well, hey, you know what? It's all right. Let's not worry about it. And Sam's like, but I can't save you because you don't want to be saved. How can you kiss? It's it's. This is the second time in two episodes where he has kind of gotten his ass. Yeah. Like, like gotten his ass. But D- Sam's like, yeah, I, like, you don't even want to be saved. How can you care so little about yourself? And Dean kind of goes to, like, rebut what he's saying and his phone rings and he answers it and he's like yeah this is mr snyderson what where and then it cuts to the boys at a hospital and bobby is lying like in a coma and they are talking to the doctor and they're like so what is causing this what is wrong with him and the doctor's like we have no idea we've run every single test that we can think of and he seems completely healthy it's just like he went to sleep and didn't wake up so as of right now we're keeping him comfortable but there's not a lot that we can do until we figure that out so sam and dean are like all girly pop that's no good but they decide to go to bobby's motel room to try to figure out like maybe he they're they're talking and i can't remember where this one takes place but it's not in oh, south so, dakota yeah no so it's they're in... they're 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 go they go to the motel room and they're like why would bobby be in pittsburgh pittsburgh yes yeah they're he's like and dean makes some joke being like it's not like you go on vacation here whatever they're like clearly he was working a job because like yeah. um and they're in it's he's in more of like a he's more in like a a city motel room at least that's what the set is supposed to look like or yeah whatever. but yeah like he's like yeah what why would he what we be doing in pittsburgh and they're like clearly we have to investigate his motel room because he's clearly on a case yeah so that's why. they're yeah so they're like that's so that's weird why would he be here and they are in his motel room and they like they can't find anything there's no indication that he was on a case there was dean even makes the joke he's like there's not even like a pizza box and a beer can like there's no indication that he was doing anything here um and as they're looking, Sam walks past the closet and then notices something and moves the clothes to the side and finds, like, a big wall of red string with all of his stuff, like, hidden in the back of the closet. And Dean's like, oh, that's Bobby always covering his tracks. And I'm like, Bobby is clearing you guys. 
Bobby's like he's organized. He's he's putting in the work and putting in the hours. Mm-hmm. They're like they're literally just like I got Dad's notebook and Sam's laptop and call it a day. Yeah, and then we'll leave all our clippings out on the table while we go do shit, hoping that room service doesn't come in. Yeah, no. like Bobby cannot say the same. Um, but they're looking and they're looking through his clippings and they're like, oh, okay, like none of this stuff means anything. And there's a part where Dean says, like, a name that he doesn't recognize. And he's like, yep, that means absolutely nothing to me. Sam, what about you? And Sam's like, no. Um, But here, here's an article um, about a doctor who died by going to sleep and not waking up. And Dean's like, okay, yeah, that sounds familiar. What was up with him? And Sam's like, okay, it says he was conducting a sleep study at the time. So... That could be something. And Dean's like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. You're going to stay here and try to research, try to make sense of any of the stuff that's written here in Bobby's notes. I'm going to go to this doctor's office and figure out what was going on. So then we go with Dean. He is dressed up as like an agent. I don't remember if he's like part of the FBI, I think. He doesn't really say. I think he just of, says he's another detective, which he shouldn't have done. He should have said yeah. it was an, a something else. He said he shows up to the office of this doctor and one of his grad students who is working with him on his research. Um, he's talking to her and he's like, so I need all of the notes about the sleep study. And she's like, I swear I've already talked to the detective. And he's like, oh, what detective? And she's like, he was an older guy with longer hair, um, clearly describing Bobby. And Dean's like, okay, well, just run it by me again. And she's like, I didn't know anything about this sleep study. And my lawyers told me that I wouldn't be held liable for it. And Dean's like, well, new evidence has come up. So I'm going to need you to give me all of his notes. Or we might have to take you down to the station. And it might go on your permanent record. And she's like, please, I'm just a grad student here. You know what? Yeah, I didn't know anything about it here. And she gives him all of the doctor's notes objectively hilarious i'm like don't don't grad students are treated so badly like what why would you do this dean (laughs) no but it mean of you no because he also knew he was like girly you're a grad student you cannot you do not give us give enough of a fuck about this you're not going to jail over this (laughs) yeah she's she's not gonna put up a fight yeah and she was like all right fine yeah it's fine but no objectively her being like yeah, so he was conducting like illegal experiments, and we all knew about like. Or did she not? We she all said knew, she like, says oh, no one found out. She about says it no later. one knew about it. She's like the university didn't know about it. I didn't know about it. No one knew about it. I love how it's like. Oh yeah, so do you want to know? Like, <laughs> yeah, because we all found out later. Yeah, I'm like damn. Um, but she has his notes. Dean has his notes now, and he finds the name of a guy who was a part of the sleep study at this university. His name is Jeremy Frost. Um, and he goes in, and the, the Jeremy is like, I swear, I, I told the administration, I was just growing ferns. I have no idea what they're talking about, because he's clearly growing weed. And Dean's like, listen, dude, I don't, I'm not here about that, okay? And Jeremy's like, oh, oh my god, okay. Here, do you want a beer? And Dean's like, girl, I'm a, I'm like an a, a federal agent, you're gonna offer me a beer? I, okay, I mean, I guess just this one time. And they have, like, a little drink together, and it helps Jeremy kind of loosen up and calm down. And Dean's like, so you were a subject of this sleep study. And 
Jeremy's like, yeah, well, I have a condition where I can't dream. Uh, I've never been able to dream since I, I fell and hit my head as a kid. But uh, this doctor, yeah, he gave me, like, the ability to dream for the sleep study. He gave me a tea that was made out of, it was yellow and really, like, stinky. And it tasted terrible, but it was made of, like, African dream root, I think is what it was called. And Dean's like, yeah, okay, well, thank you for your help. And he leaves. So, very exciting that we're being like, oh my gosh, African dream root. It is real. It's a real thing, but that's not the name no. of it. That just used the name in Supernatural. Yeah. Um. So, it's, yeah. We cut back to Bobby's hospital room. And... Sam is telling Dean about the research he did because the name that was written on the wall was, um, forgive me if I'm pronouncing this wrong, Celine Undulata. And that was the name that they had said earlier. But turns out that that is like the scientific name for African dream root. So Sam has done his research. He knows a little bit about this thing. And he tells Dean, he's like, it was, it's been used by shamans to enter people's dreams and you know uh if they use it enough it can make you powerful and it can make it so like you can go in and turn a bad dream into a good dream and dean's like or like kill someone in their dream and make it so they never wake up and sam's like yeah that's i think that might be what's going on here objectively crazy because like they do know and i think they have mentioned at this point that dreamwalkers also exist in yeah supernatural and they're like oh yeah with this this they're like yeah that's the thing also if you look up this plant whatever it's like very specifically to the close-up people like it's it's specific with that who uses it whatever um but in supernatural they're like Oh, so you can kill people. I'm uh, like, whoa. Oh my god, super All right. supernatural is not respecting a cultural practice. That's crazy. Oh Lord Jesus. Love. Um but it the whole thing is that it's supposed to be pro- well, the whole thing is that it's supposed to be prophetic dreams, but in this episode they're just kinda like not let you dreamwalk well, and kill people. Let's <laughs> you dream about it is like if you die in the dream, do you die in real life? That's what this episode is about. But, um, um, they, they sort of figure out that, they figure out that, like, someone killed the doctor this way. Like, this must have been what happened. And now whoever they are, whoever has access to this, is going after Bobby. And Sam is like, okay, well, do we know who else, like, it could have been? Like, is there anyone else on this study? And Dean's like, well, I looked through it. First of all, his handwriting sucks ass. But second of all, it seems like really off the books. Like we have no idea how many people he could have actually done this with. The university had no idea and there's no log from what I can tell. So it could be like literally anybody. And hi, Peach. Peach. Peach is, Peach is talking about how it's like, and this is why uh, like, you know, Western academic institutions, you know, fucking with, with the with the medicine and stuff of uh non-western cultures maybe they shouldn't do that mm-hmm. maybe they shouldn't maybe that's what this episode is really about mm-hmm. especially under the table yeah exactly but in that moment we cut like to bobby's face and then we cut like inside of his dream and he is hiding like in a closet and there's 
someone banging on the de- the door and we hear a woman yelling and he's like he, he's got like a baseball bat like he's trying to defend himself and he screams and he's like somebody help me and it's really sad i'm like free my man like bobby no bobby <laughs> but we cut back to the to the um the boys and dean is talking to sam and he's like maybe we should take the dream route and get inside bobby's dream to save him and sam is like okay i like where your head's at but dream route is like really hard to come by and it's not just something you can walk into any store and get so dean's like okay why don't we try why don't we contact bella she might know where to get it and sam's like bella like that is really stupid and dangerous like why would we contact her and dean's like i don't really have any other option and plus this is for bobby like i would what what else are we gonna do we'll do what we have to to save bobby and sam's like yeah okay <laughs> the next part is objectively so the next part's fucking crazy it was this is again one of those things where, I'm like, where the fuck did this come from and where did it come from like literally i was like i thought okay so, and we're doing this now i guess like yeah it's just like okay heterosexuality has entered the chat yeah I guess. like so uh, this so- is an episode about bobby get out of here <laughs> So Sam is sitting on his, they're at their motel room and Sam is sitting on his computer. Dean's not there. Um, And he hears a knock on the door. So he goes to answer it and Bella walks in and she's wearing like a trench coat and she's like, oh, Sam. Bella, where have you been, Luca? Oh my God. Jesus Christ. Leave it. You're violating the rule of thirds, dog. But she walks in and Sam's like, oh, I'm like so happy that you could make it. Thank you so much for this. And she goes, well, Sam, you know why I'm here. And he's like, what do you mean? And she's like, I'm here for you. I'm here because of you. And she takes off her coat and she's wearing like sexy black lingerie underneath. And she's like, I took this job because I couldn't stop thinking about you. And she comes up and like starts making out with Sam. And he starts kissing her back. And like they land backwards on the bed and start like making out. And then Sam hears Dean's voice going like, hey, Sam, wake up. And Sam wakes up and, like, sits up in bed and realizes that it was a dream. No, he's not even in bed. He's, like, his, like, head on the desk and, like, drooling on his hand. Yeah. (laughs) And he sits up and and Dean's like, oh, so what were you dreaming about? You were making a lot of very pleased noises. And Sam's like, nothing. And Dean's like, so Angelina Jolie? He's like, no. Brad Pitt? What? No. (laughs) And, look, once again, Dean... Like, Dean is always making little gay jokes yeah. <laughs> about Sam. Is it, is it like, homophobic and, and why did, or internalized? I was like, did you ask about Brad Pitt? Why did you ask about Brad Pitt? Because he, he's... Excuse me. He's gay and homophobic. <laughs> Let's just get that straight. No, literally. And also, th- this is so objectively funny because it's like, in every other episode with Bella, it's like that Dean is attracted to Bella, even though he doesn't want to be. He really doesn't want to be. Sam is has never been attracted to Bella, and now they're like, "Oh yeah, he was having a sex dream about her." You're like, "The fuck?" No, it's so weird. Um, and then, but then Dean's like, "Yeah, well, no dice with Bella because she told me she didn't want to help, and basically told me to kick rocks." And Sam's like, "Oh, Bella? Oh, oh, that, that's a shame." And then there's a knock on the door, and Bella walks in, and Sam's like, "Oh, Bella, hey." <laughs> wait no and so in the 
dream she's wearing like a like a like a tan trench coat and then when dean opens the door she's wearing a black trench coat and he's like uh shit (laughs) (laughs) he's like hmm she's definitely wearing more clothes under this one though (laughs) yeah Um, (laughs) but sam is like having his little flustered moment and she bella is like here here's your african dream root and she gives it to dean and Dean's like, okay, well, you told me on the phone that you weren't going to help. First of all, dude, you need to lose her number. She is nothing but trouble. But he's like, why did you finally decide to help us? And Sam makes a little face because in his dream, she was like, for you, Sam. <laughs> but um, then she's like, well, I'm not doing it for you. I am doing it for Bobby. Okay. You said you were doing this for Bobby Singer. He saved my life in Flagstaff. And I, I want to help him everybody loves bobby mm-hmm. everybody loves bobby so she's like okay so when are, are we doing this and dean's like girl i barely trust you to ride in my car i don't trust you to like do literally anything i am sure as hell not letting you bounce around in bobby's head so he kicks her out and she leaves she's like okay fine by me goodbye and sam's like bye <laughs> It's like, okay, lots of back there. It's embarrassing. I'm like, Sam, we can't be doing this. And it's never addressed again. Mm-hmm. Never. <laughs> like, right. It's so deeply weird. It's so strange. And even in the rest of the episode, that's it. It's so funny. Yeah. But anyway, Sam makes two, like, glasses of this tea. And the boys sit down next to each other on one of the beds. And... As they're going to drink, Sam pulls out some of Bobby's hair and puts it in each of the cup, each of the cups. And Dean's like, ew, for real? And he's like, yeah, well, you have to have some sort of like some sort of their body when you drink this so that it works. And Sam's like, well, I guess hair of the dog is better than something else. So bone up a tea. And I'm like, and I'm like, and he's just like better than like drinking something else from somebody. And I was like, again, Dean. Ew. And why are we having and why are we having that thought? No, don't don't say that. Why are we Gross. why are we having that thought? Like Dean, let's not do that. <laughs> it's just nasty. But they both drink and are standing there and they're like, okay, well, I don't feel anything. And Dean's like, You feeling anything? I'm not feeling anything. And then- this edible ain't shit. Well, literally, this edible ain't shit. <laughs> okay, wait. Suddenly, it's raining upside down. Um, <laughs> Sam is like, Sam is like, wait. He looks over at the window. He's like, when did it start raining? And Dean walks over, and the rain is like falling in a weird way. And he's like, why is it raining like upside down? And then Dean like turns around, and the room is completely different. And Sam and him are both like, oh, this is weird. So they start walking around and Sam is like, hey, I think I recognize this place. Like, imagine it with more books and a little dustier and a little like starts kind of describing it. And then he's like, I think that this is Bobby's house, but like not currently. So they're looking around and they're they're shouting for Bobby and the front door is open and Sam's like, I'm going to go look outside you stay in here and look for Bobby. And Dean's like, I don't know about that. We should stay together. Um, and it's also important to know there's like a filter over all of this that makes it a little bit more gray and desaturated. 
but Sam is very like, um season one and two mm-hmm. supernatural. Yeah. But Sam's like, no, it's all right. I'm going to go outside. We have to find him. So Sam steps outside and Dean stays inside. And when Sam goes outside, it's like technicolor. There's like flowers in the front lawn and there's birds singing. Um, and the door slams behind him. Uh, we cut back to Dean, who's inside. And he's searching the house and he finds a closet and he can hear Bobby like inside. And he knocks on the door. He's like, hey, Bobby, hey, open the door. This is a dream. It's Dean. And Bobby opens the door and he's like, Dean, how did you find me? What are you doing here? And he's like, hey, we're in your dream. It's okay. Like you can control this. You have to wake up because you're in a dream right now. And Bobby's like, does that look like a dream to you? And they turn around and there's a woman who has um, a couple like stab wounds in her chest. And she starts like coming at them and Bobby freaks out and Dean's like, who is that? And Bobby's like, it's my wife. No, I forgot that this was Bobby's backstory. I was like, holy shit. It's so fucked. But we cut and well, this is where a commercial break would be. So it's not really a cut, Um, but there is like a little cut and then it comes back to the same scene. But the woman starts walking towards Bobby and Dean and Dean's standing in front of Bobby, like protecting him. But he's like, Bobby, this is not real. And the woman's like, why did you kill me, Bobby? You wanted me to die. And he's like, baby, I'm sorry. You were possessed. There was nothing I could do. I didn't know what I know now. I couldn't have saved you. And she's like, if you really loved me, you would have found a way. Um, and Dean kind of pulls Bobby away because Bobby's like freaking out like he's clearly just so deeply shocked and upset by this then we cut outside and Sam gets hit with a baseball bat and he turns around and he sees who but Jeremy the guy who was a part of the sleep study from the beginning and he's like what are you doing here and Sam kind of goes back to fight back against him and it's like, oh, so it's so it's you. So you're the person who's also, doing this. How would he know what Jeremy looks like? He didn't meet Jeremy. Dean did. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe there oh, was a picture. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. But Sam's like, oh, you're doing this. Why are you doing this? And Jeremy, like, just starts trying to beat the shit out of him. And then we cut inside and Dean's like, Bobby, you have to take control of your dream. This is a dream. This is you can't stay here and he's like no just let her kill me and dean's like bobby you're like a father to me i can't lose you like this this is a dream because when he said that i was like oh i'm ripping my hair out no literally this is is such a turning point for dean Mm -hmm. when he's like he's no more talking about like oh dad wanted us to be this dad wanted us to be that and he's like no bobby's like a father to me i'm like no No. it's fine i'm good and then with what happens what dean says later in the episode i'm like Oh, no, no. this scene is the reason why there's only one good scene in the supernatural finale. Mm -hmm. And that's the Bobby gets to go to heaven. Like, that's it. (laughs) This is so, but it's such a good, it's, it's also, it's a really well acted scene. Like Jim Beaver is fucking slaying the house boots. Like he's serving so hard. Jensen Ackles is putting in, Actually, Jensen Ackles in this whole episode is putting in the work mm-hmm. and the hours. He's like, playing in overtime. There's another, there's another scene where you're like, holy shit. No, um, it's really good. This episode's really good. But yeah, he says this and Bobby kind of looks at him and it looks like he actually like really sees him 
in this moment. And it's like, so you're saying that this is, this is a dream. This is a dream. And he looks over at the woman and she kind of disappears. And then we see Bobby in his hospital bed and he wakes up in like a shock. Then we see Sam and Dean wake up as well. And this is like, we see Sam in the dream and he's about to get his head bashed in, but then they wake up in their motel room. And I was like, okay, this, this is good. This was so stressful to me personally. And I'm not even in it. It's not real. And I know what happens. (laughs) We are at the hospital. Uh, Sam, Dean and Bobby are there. And Bobby is in his, in his bed and Dean's like, listen, I'm happy that I was able to get you out. Is that stuff about your wife? Like, true and bobby's like well everybody gets into hunting somehow and that was what it was for me thank you for saving me and it's a very like heart heartwarming scene and then sam is like listen i've been trying to find the guy that i saw i've been trying to find him and bobby's like well yeah just so you know his name is jeremy frost and he wasn't able to dream because his dad bashed his head in with a baseball bat, which um, resulted in, I might be saying it wrong, but it's, I think it's Charcot-Wilbrand syndrome, which gives you, which is like the inability to dream. Um, and he picks up, they oh. brought some of the files into Bobby's hospital room that they're looking at. And Bobby pulls up a picture that he has of like his dad's driver's license like uh, Jeremy's dad's driver's license. We so see a picture of him. Um, and they're kind of talking and Dean's like, well, how did he get you? How did he get into your dream? Don't you need like part of the person's body or like DNA available to get into your dream? And Bobby's like, yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's my fault. I was an idiot. He offered me a beer and I had a drink of it before I knew who he was. And then I guess he used that. And Dean's like, well, it's not that stupid. You don't being stupid. I think anyone would do that. And Sam and Bobby look at him and are like, you, you didn't. Please tell me you didn't. <laughs> They're like, you fucking idiot. Oh, I can't. Yeah. But <laughs> so Dean is like, okay, well, yeah, he offered it to me, whatever. And Bobby's like, okay, well, time for us all to caffeinate up because you cannot go to sleep. We need to find him before then. This is where... Claire said something so funny, I almost choked laughing. Because I said, oh, it would be really funny if Dean started chugging those five-hour energy drinks. And then (laughs) Claire goes, you know how the CDC or the FDA had to put out a thing being like telling straight people the difference between poppers and five-hour energy drinks? (laughs) Because they look the same. Stop. (laughs) killed in his dreamscape so he gets fucked up on poppers <laughs> by accident <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> we cut it's two days later Dean has not slept he's driving the Impala and Sam's like hey dude do you want, do you want me to drive maybe you know um 
you're seeming a little caffeinated. And Dean's like, I'm not caffeinated. Well, maybe I am. I'm exhausted. Okay, it's fine. He's on the phone with Bobby. And he's like, so, do, so Bobby, do you have anything? Do you have anything on him? And Bobby's like, yeah, no, I'm, I've already, ex- we've exhausted all of our leads. And Bella can't find anything either. And we see Bella's there, like, she's doing, like, some sort of seance moment and she's like yeah sometimes the spirit world is chatty sometimes it isn't but right now i'm not getting anything which and she's again she's the only person who ever does this kind of reconnaissance with the spirits Mm -hmm. ever in this show yeah i'm like it's like missouri mosley doesn't exist fuck you guys yeah where did she go bring her back Mm -hmm. but Dean starts like yelling at Bobby. He's like, "Oh, of course, we can't find anything." And he starts insult, kind not insulting Bobby, but getting a little pointed. And Bobby's like, "Don't yell at me, boy. We are doing our best. Okay, we're gonna figure this out. Just stay patient." And Dean's like, "You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm just worried." Um, which I love because I love when Bobby and Dean have these interactions because Bobby's like, "No, you are being so impolite right now. You need to stop it." And Dean's like, "Yes, sir. I'm sorry." But you wouldn't call Bobby sir because Bobby would not demand that of a child. Even though Dean's like 30 almost. <laughs> um, he's 27. Okay. He's basically geriatric. <laughs> um, okay. That's a I joke. see how it is. That's a joke. Okay. I, I say that as someone in my mid-20s. Okay. I'm geriatric okay. too. Anyway. But um, <laughs> um, Dean, they, they hang up and Dean is like, you know what? I'm just going to pull over and I'm going to go to sleep. I can take him on. And Sam's like, dude, no, like, that's that's ridiculous. You think you can fight him? And he's like, yeah, I can fight him because I'm ready for it. I know it's a dream. And Sam's like, okay, fine. And he pulls some of Dean's hair out. And Dean's like, what the hell? And he's like, if you're going, I'm going too. Um, and Dean's like, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't like the idea of you digging around in my head. But Sam's like, no, I'm not going to listen. And they drink it. That he drinks some of the tea as Dean, like, lays down. And then Sam's like, dude, wake up. And they're in a dream. They both, like, wake up in the Impala. Oh, another thing I want to say that happens right before this, right after they get off the phone with Bobby and um, Bella, Bobby looks over to Bella and he's like, yeah, I still, like, can't figure out why you're helping us. And she's like, Bobby, I'm really surprised you don't remember, like, after after you helped me in Flagstaff. Come on, now. And Bobby's like, right, yeah. Flagstaff. Clearly, like, a little bit confused about it. Anyway, the boys are in a dream. They both wake up in the Impala and step outside. And who do we see but Lisa sitting on a picnic blanket? And she's like, Dean, we have to pick Ben up soon. I love you. And if you'll remember, Lisa was the woman who, like, was Dean's old fling and then she had a son who was like the same age as like their last encounter so Dean was worried it was his son and then was kind of disappointed that it wasn't actually his son so I was like oh my god Lisa no I'm so excited I was like oh my god Lisa I forgot about you but she's like I love you and Dean's like oh man I, to Sam he's like oh, I've never had this dream before <laughs> and then she kind of Sam Sam is like having sex dreams about Bella and Dean is like and what if I had a wife and kids <laughs> no, literally. um I read something that says like when they were writing this episode one of the points was that one of the reasons that their dreams were like this was to highlight that like under his 
sort of soft exterior, Sam does actually have a more like dangerous, almost like more like sexy, risky side. Whereas Dean, deep down, despite his gruff exterior, really just like wants love and wants family. I'm they like, cooked oh. that man in a blorbo machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they cooked that. They cooked that man in the ultimate. They put every ingredient possible into Dean Winchester. Mm-hmm. And then they, what did they expect to happen? What did they expect to happen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, Lisa, we love you. We love Lisa here. A lot of the girlies like to hate on Lisa because she quote gets in the way of Destiel. But like, fuck you if you think that. Anyway, love Lisa. Dean has two hands. Um, I digress. Lisa kind of disappears and Dean's like, wait, where did she go? And they see someone, they're in the middle of the woods and they see someone running through the woods who they assume to be Jeremy and they start running after him. And Sam kind of turns around after like losing Jeremy's trail and turns around and Dean's not there. And then we cut to Dean and he has this like forest backdrop, but the camera goes back and we realize that he's in a hallway that has like forest wallpaper in it. And he finds himself alone. Which door in that hallway is the um, unaddressed homosexuality? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I had to. No, but you're right. We see Sam. He's, like, looking around for Dean in the woods. But we see Dean, and he's walking down this hallway, and he opens one of the doors, and it's a motel room. And he sees someone sitting at the desk, and he's like, oh, Jeremy? And who turns around from the desk but Dean? Says a dream version. This is where Jensen starts to absolutely cook. Mm-hmm. Like they they he was like um pulling out all the acting stops here. You're like, all right, mm-hmm. all right. But Dean turns around and our Dean, I'm gonna call them real I'm gonna call them Dean and Dream Dean, just so for the sake of our purposes. But Dean is like, okay, I get it. This is like a part of my own dark subconscious. And Dream Dean is like, oh, is that what it is? Is this about how worthless you feel and you hate it when you look in the mirror and you hate what you see? And Dean is like, all right, I can snap my fingers and make you go away. Like, this is my dream. I'm aware of it. I'm self-aware. He snaps his fingers and nothing happens. And then he snaps them again. And Dream Dean is like, yeah, it's not going to be that easy. And he also calls himself handsome. I'll just say that. <laughs> but Bella's <laughs> Dream Dean slams the door and he locks it. And he has a shotgun suddenly. And he's like, no, we need to talk. Then we cut to Sam. And he wakes up in the Impala. And Jeremy is sitting next to him. And he hits Sam with a bat and Sam falls out of the car and is like trying to get away. And Jeremy like starts coming after him. And then suddenly Sam is like tied to the ground. And Jeremy is like, yeah, every dream that I invade, that I go into, I get stronger and I can do more things. And the two of you, you're never waking up. Then we cut back. Dream Dean is berating real Dean. And he's like, You've got nothing but Sam. Everything you are is someone else's. Your favorite jacket, your dad's. Your car, your dad's. You are exactly what your dad thought you were. A good little soldier and nothing else. And you doted on Sam while never caring if you lived or died. 
And Dean, real Dean, fights back. And he's like, no, my father was an obsessed bastard who couldn't protect his family, who let his wife die, who wasn't there for Sam. Well, I was there for Sam. All this stuff, all this stuff he put on me, that was messed up. I didn't deserve what my dad put on me. And I don't deserve to go to hell. And he grabs the shotgun from Dream Dean and shoots him and kills him. And he, like, transforms into a black-eyed version of Dean, Dream Dean does. And he's like, you know what? This is what you're going to become. And is, like, taunting him. No, because the the Dean goes to therapy moment. Because, like, he says all the things that we've all been thinking. And he's like, he's coming to this realization. You're like, oh, my God. Or Dean being like, yeah, my father ain't shit. You're like, oh, my God. And him saying it out loud and him being like, actually, I don't deserve to go to hell. Yeah. And you're like, him saying, I don't deserve to go to hell. Him saying like, I don't deserve all of the things my dad put on me and I don't deserve to go to hell. That was like so therapeutic for me and for him. (laughs) Um, No, you know, there was a, there was a generation of gay kids who watched that and went, oh boy. Uh oh. I'm gonna make this (laughs) my whole personality. Um, yeah, no, men will do anything to avoid therapy. Even men will fight a demon even... dream version of themselves instead of going to therapy. <laughs> and you know what? In this case, it worked. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it, it worked. Um, we cut, Sam is getting the shit kicked out of him by Jeremy. And Jeremy is like, yeah, there's nothing I can't do because of this dream root and because of how powerful I am. And Sam is like, well, there's one thing you forgot, Jeremy. I took the dream route too. And then Jerem- Sam like manifested and Jeremy's father appears and he's like, come here, boy. And I'm like, I'm kind of fucked up of Sam to manifest this guy's like abusive father. No, no. I, I wanted to, <laughs> but- I want to discuss this because I'm like, objectively, this might be one of the most dark sided things that Sam has ever done. He's like, he could have just like done anything to manipulate the world to beat his ass. But he was like, I'm going to manifest this guy's worst nightmare, which is a his abusive father, to come beat his ass. Yeah, like, and I'm like, Bobby okay, would not Sam? have wanted this. Dean is literally fighting the demons that are created by his fucked up abusive father. Sam, you like, are fucked Samuel, in the head. Like, Sam, I fear you're not escaping the allegations. Like, what the hell? No, like, I'm like, you're an asshole for real. But, um, I digress. Uh, Jeremy is, like, frozen in fear, which gives Sam, like, the ability to get free and ends up having a baseball bat and just beats the fuck out of his head and kills him. Which is fucked up because that's, like, what his dad did to Jeremy, so whatever. But then Sam and Dean wake up in the Impala and they're both, like, alive and well. Shit's crazy. Yeah. Then we cut back to the motel. And Sam and Bobby are talking and Bobby's like, so did your ability to enter Jeremy's dream and like control all that stuff that have anything to do with your psychic ability? And Sam's like, no, I I don't think so. I'm I'm pretty sure not. And Bobby's like, oh, okay, yeah, good. And then Dean walks in and he's like, hey, I can't find Bella. Where is she? And Bobby's like, honestly, I don't know. I'm surprised she even helped at all. And Sam was like, oh, well, it's because, like, you saved her. And Bobby's like, I didn't save her. All I did with her in Flagstaff was give her a good deal on an amulet. You boys better check your pockets. And Sam and Dean start, like, checking their pockets. He's like, no, idiots, not literally. Like, 
check and see if anything got taken. And Dean goes to check a safe and realizes that something is missing. Bella has stolen the cult. Now, why didn't they take the cult with them? I have they always no, take it with them. I don't know. But Bella has the cult. And they're like, okay, fuck, we gotta go hunt down Bella. We have to find her. That cult is too important. So they start, like, packing their stuff up. And Bobby's, like, doing whatever. And Dean and Sam get the chance to talk. And Dean's like, so, what did you see in my dream? And Sam's like, oh, I I don't know. I really only saw Jeremy. And, you know, he kept us separated, so I I didn't really see anything. And Dean's like, oh, crazy and sam's like well what did you see and dean's like oh uh nothing really happened i I was just looking for you um and they go and they they get into their car to go start looking and dean's like hey sam i uh i just been thinking a lot and uh i just want you to know that i i don't want to die and i don't i don't want to go to hell and sam is like well okay thank you for telling me we'll find a way to save you and it's clear from his face that dean needed to say it more to get closure and more for sam to know he valued himself than for actually having a hope that he'll be saved because i think at this point dean's like i know what's gonna happen but acknowledging that i don't want it is important and then we get this flash and it's a flashback of um like it's a repeat of the scene from before where the demon demon dream dean is like you're gonna die and this is what you're gonna become where it has the black eyes and then we see dean snap his fingers and the dream ends and that's the end of the episode shit's fucking crazy no like it's nuts like uh first of all i feel crazy because it's like and let's think about how Castiel is the reason that he doesn't become the thing he fears the most. Let's talk about it. Mm, oh my god. <laughs> if I think Shut about it too up. much, I go crazy. I go nuts. I go bonkers. Um, but also, like, also, yeah, you know that there were a lot of gay people who were um, brought up in quite religious Christian environments who were told they were going to hell. Who well, I think a lot of this, um, I think a lot of this spoke to them, whatever. Mm-hmm. Deeming like, I don't want to go to hell. Oh. This is this is the supernatural supernatural textbook queer coding on levels one cannot imagine mm-hmm. and and not on purpose on levels one cannot imagine. Yeah. <laughs> also, I do have to I do have to add another little additional thing. You know who was initially supposed to be in this episode in Dean's dream? Oh, John? Jason from Friday the 13th. But then they realized they didn't actually have the rights to do it, so they had to rewrite the script. What the fuck? Apparently, it was going to be Dean's Dream World was supposed to be more of like a horror-themed 80s movie-style dream. But then they had to rewrite it because they were like, that's stupid. (laughs) Not because they thought (laughs) it was stupid, because they literally didn't have the rights to do it. You know what? Thank God, because this episode is far better. Three days before shooting, they had to rewrite it. Wow. Um, I have have another fun fact about this episode. First of all, Eric Kripke um, talked about that, the juxtaposition in dream sequences, where 
Yeah. He called Sam, quote, a horn dog deep down. <laughs> and I have one more fun fact. This is directly from the Supernatural Wiki, and this just fills me with rage. In the scene where Bobby is lying in the hospital bed, Jared Padalecki was tickling Jim Beaver's feet. Jim was able to deliver his lines long enough to finish the scene, after which he yelled at Jared. <laughs> and I'm like, so real. We need to put his goofy ass in its place. <laughs> Jared, keep it together. No, I know. I'm like, Jesus Christ. This man is so fucking... <laughs> Someone, stop him. Oh my God. He needs fucking... We're, arre- we're arresting him. We're putting you in jail. We're putting you in lockup. <laughs> anyway, this episode no. hurt me. When they did Dream a Little Dream of Me by Mama Cass Elliot, uh, you, I, you know, I always forget that the CW, no longer, but at the time, was partially owned by Warner Brothers, which is how they were able to get all the crazy music. Mm-hmm. And they did a Mama Cass Elliot song, which is also the name of the episode. Uh, I was like, damn, they're pulling out all the stuff. God, this episode is like one after the other. Like, holy, yeah. holy shit. The, holy shit. The last couple episodes of this season are like just so fucked. Because there's, I think, only um, six left this season. Yeah. I'm just like, um, I'm so excited to it's... keep doing it. And it's like, I feel like what's really nice about these ones is that they're also like, they stay very um, thematical. Like, they, all of yeah. them feel very, very cohesive, which is a a crazy thing that Supernatural yeah. does not manage to do later on. Yeah, I, there's only six episodes left of this. No, I hate us. I hate talking about this part of Supernatural because, like, it's so good, and I know that I'm doomed to be disappointed. Yeah, because you're like, oh, this is cooking. Like the emotional stakes, the whatever, the, mm-hmm. the like, all this kind of stuff, and you're just like, it's like talking about the Force Awakens. <laughs> But it's also, like, <laughs> in this, in these two episodes, we really get hammered home, like, the emotional, like, Dean is growing yeah. and learning as a character, something he cannot say in later seasons, but, like, he, yeah. the, the realization and the acceptance that he was actually just really scared and doesn't actually want to die is, like, so fucking crazy and so powerful. It's, like, so exciting to see him finally get some sense of closure on that. Oh my god. And it was just so well done in this episode too. I'm happy it wasn't a good episode. The establishment of both the lore and the emotional stakes in this these episodes and also these this season like informs pretty much every piece of supernatural fan work from then on. Like it it's the basis because it's some of the strongest like characterization we get of them too like this is yeah. when they are like setting the groundwork and establishing who they are and this is like when it is when their characterization is more or less consistent yeah which again cannot be set cannot be uh we cannot say the same Man. for later on but you'll notice like in a lot of like are... a lot of like fan works and a lot of like conversation does surround their development and the things that we unearth about them in these early seasons yeah which is crazy to talk about anything and have season three be an early season (laughs) in the arms they should have taken this show out way before they did i guess the tldr um imagine when shows reached that much had that much time to develop that was crazy no i know i'm like there's subplots and everything now it's like if you get more than eight seasons you should be cheering 
or eight episodes. If you get more than if you get yeah, if you get more than one eight episode season, it's like we did it, Joe. Yeah, it's like you have <laughs> like, you have so much time. It's like you're stuck in a timeless zone where you can do whatever you want. Yeah, like Sam and Dean Winchester were able to be like flopping in the town square for like <laughs> ten years. Mm-hmm. No, more than ten years. Fifteen seasons, however many years. More how many years was it? Was it was twenty it ended in twenty twenty and it started in two thousand five. So literally fifteen years. That's just crazy. No, I really just liked these episodes. I'm happy that we got some resolution for Dean's character arc and what i think is nice too about when you have seasons that are this long you can have time for like a character to feel a certain way and to establish it without having to like immediately resolve it like you can have things that last and are going on you can just kind of marinate you can marinate in the sauce a little Mm -hmm. bit um wow we're complimenting supernatural a little too i mean we were we've been ripping on the older we've been ripping on the older seasons quite a lot yeah um, oh, when we get to the newer seasons, guys, it's going to be oh, bad. We're going to be so toxic. Yeah. It's, um, sorry in advance. <laughs> in our hater era. What? We're being haters? That's crazy. Us being haters about Supernatural? Anyway. Um, well, thank you for listening. Uh, for more cursed supernatural content, you can follow us on social media at Mystery Spotcast on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Tumblr. You can also ask us cursed supernatural questions in our TikTok QA, our Tumblr Ask Box, or by emailing us at themysteryspotcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed listening to us suffer, please rate the show and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Overcast, or just tell a friend like an MLM. It really helps people discover the show. If you want to hear more from us, we are also two of the co-hosts of RuPaul's Pod Race, a queer Star Wars podcast. And see you two Tuesdays from now for the, uh, the, the, the episode you have all been waiting for, which is the Mystery Spotcast covering the Mystery Spot episode. It's a banger. It's, it's what you've all been waiting for. Heat of the moment. It's Tuesday, baby. And we'll see you two Tuesdays from now for more slaying people, queer baiting things, the supernatural business. <laughs>